the community. Inspire Radio. That was On Ne Passe Passe, performed by Jules Wolfe, um, which remained a French propaganda slogan right through both of the wars. Uh, and then when Paris fell during World War II, those cheeky Germans put up posters saying, we have passed as a part of their counter-propaganda movement. So, yeah, there's always something to say in response, isn't there? Um, I'm going to be handing over the reins to Dusty soon, who has a fantastic interview set up for us. Do you, who are you interviewing? We're interviewing the CEO of Green Batch. Now, Green Batch is uh, WA's first uh, PET plastic recycling uh, plant. And the reason that we're speaking to him today is because it's National Recycling Week. And a lot of people, uh, I mean, people are getting more and more into recycling and using the yellow bin correctly and everything else, but they might not be aware that there are now companies that have set up in WA that uh, process things here because usually it was sent across the east or it was sent overseas or something, but now it's being sent here. And all the the PET plastics that they're bringing in are actually getting turned into plastic filaments and then they're going out to schools with it. So they've got a massive education program involved as well. And uh, we'll be chatting with him at one o'clock to uh, discuss all things recycling. Oh, that's fantastic. So, yeah, we've, uh, we we regularly go down to the plant every um every month to drop off our recycling we collect for local area as well so um and it's not just uh, number one and two plastics it's a number of other things that they collect as well including the uh, tops off of drink bottles and things like that that you normally have to take off and that normally gets just thrown in the bin well they can actually recycle that and there's a lot more that they can do as well so oh, fantastic that's yeah. perfect because the environment is so super oh, important yeah. to me it, it yeah. is so um and so and they're actually partnering partnering oh boy partnering <laughs> thank you <laughs> with uh, a local a number of local environmental agencies around here as well so if you can't actually get down to green batch you can there's places around locally that you can drop it off too oh wow cool I'm, I'm really glad australia is getting into that um because for the last few years germany has been importing garbage from neighboring countries so I that they could burn that. it yeah. and then they turn it into power and then they export that power Okay, I'm, I'm not too sure how the the burning bit goes because it's releasing chemicals into the environment. But yeah, it's, it's not so much the plastics and the recyclables. Like I'm talking literal trash, oh, okay. garbage products. Oh, that, okay, yeah. cool. Well, that that's that'd be interesting <laughs> to find out more about. I yeah, I really should. I don't do enough research for these things, <laughs> but um, yeah. So before I hand over the controls, I'm going to play another song from Edith Piaf. We heard her earlier on. This is uh, No, I Have No Regrets, Non Yene Regretalien. Je me fous du passé. 
allumer le feu Mes chagrins, mes plaisirs Je n'ai plus besoin d'eux Balayer les amours Avec leur trémolo Balayer pour toujours Je repars à zéro Mental health issues can affect anyone. It may be difficult at first, but talking can help. Yeah, things have been really tough for me lately. If you notice something different about me, check in on me. I might brush you off at first with I'm fine, but keep checking in on me if you notice something isn't right. It lets me know you're there to support me. It'd be good to know you're there. Talking and listening are powerful. For tips on how to check in on a mate, search Think Mental Health WA. Welcome back to Inspire Radio. This is the World on a Breeze show with Rob, and Rob has uh, very graciously handed over the reins to us for a very special broadcast that we've interviewed that we have this afternoon for National Recycling Week. And on the phone, we have Darren Lohman, who is the CEO and founder of Green Batch. Welcome to Inspire. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me on this very special week. Yes, it is. Um, Australians in general seem to be getting better at recycling, but I think we need to get more information out there about what to recycle and how and then what happens with it. And Green Batch has a major part to play in that for Western Australians. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been a a very topical subject over the last couple of years Um, prior to that. Recycling was something we just subconsciously kind of did and didn't think too much about. Mm. But it's getting a lot more attention now. Yeah. How did uh, Green Batch? How did Green Batch come into uh, existence? Yeah, so I actually was in the before this. I was in the disability world, uh, helping people with disabilities through engineering, and that organisation got uh, taken over by a big uh, disability group. And I started looking for my next project or job or cause to get involved in. And I was kind of scouting around, and I by chance heard a TV advert. Uh, and during that advert, the uh, narrator said that by 2050, there's going to be more plastic in our oceans than fish. And when I heard that quote, I was like, wow, that's a pretty big statement. Like, it's our oceans cover most of our planet. Yeah. Um, So for that to be overtaken with plastic, I was like, that just seemed outrageous. Um, So I didn't know much about the environment or uh, that sort of thing. So I kind of got curious. I just started doing some research. I typed that quote in, and you type a quote like that into uh, Google, you start seeing all the images of 
birds with plastic bags around their neck and straws up turtles' noses and all these horrific, horrific images. Yeah. And I wanted to know how big this problem was. Is it just a, a couple of animals that are getting it or is it serious or what? Because I didn't know. Um, so I started researching the plastics kind of industry and the recycling industry and I started seeing all these pictures of rivers in China flowing full of plastic, flowing out into our oceans. And I saw stats like, of all the plastic in our oceans, 95% of it's coming from 10 rivers, eight of them surround China. Like all this stuff was kind of pointing back to China. And so I started looking into our recycling system. Oh, what can we learn from WA? Because everyone you speak to, like pretty much all of us have got recycling bins at home that get picked up every fortnight. We've got nice clean rivers and beaches and all that sort of stuff. I thought, what can we learn from our system to teach those people in China to look after our planet? As I started investigating what was happening with our plastic, once we collect it in our yellow recycling bin, it gets sorted into all the different material streams, plastics, cardboards, and that sort of stuff. But we actually don't process it in WA. We just put it on a ship, and then we send it to China and let them deal with it. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I've got this big problem happening in China, yet we're sending the plastic to China along with the rest of Australia and more than 50% of the, the developed world. I was like, this doesn't seem right. Like, we need to be doing something locally and taking responsibility for it. Yeah. So launched a campaign to build a reprocessing plant in WA to actually take the material from the recycling bins and actually reprocess it and give it a new life right here in WA. Yeah, and I think that's that's incredible because... China's problem is our problem if they're dealing with our our materials. So it's uh, time to step up and take responsibility for our own. And you, what you're doing is a big part of that. So, yeah. what does Green Batch um, actually do? Yeah, so ironically, China's actually now banned the importation of waste plastic, and as well, all that plastic was being diverted to Malaysia and Indonesia and other countries. But now Australia is actually taking some leadership in this, and at a federal level, we've actually ba are banning the export of waste plastic. So it's actually forcing us to have to do something here in WA. So we've got another year or two until those bans actually come into effect. But we are starting to get much better than we have been in the past. Yeah, as it should be. Yeah. So what does uh, gr what's Green Batch's role in this? What do you actually do? Yep, so we actually started off with a crowdfunding campaign back in 2017. We kind of put some of this information out to the, the WA public and said, hey, do you know that none of your plastic you put in the recycling bin is actually being reprocessed here? And most people were quite shocked. Most people just assumed putting in a bin it was being reprocessed here and all that sort of stuff. Um, so we actually raised a bit of money to set up a, um, a small little recycling project turning with the idea of turning uh, PET bottles into recycled printer filament. And with that campaign, we said we'll get some bins into 50 schools across WA and get kids collecting their bottles um, and that we would then turn into filament and then give back to the schools for the kids to close that kind of loop. And that just went gangbusters. We had so many schools wanting to be involved. We've got over 100 schools across oh, WA involved in that program. And we've just got so much plastic that there's no way we can actually turn it all into 3D printer filament. Like it's just, we just don't print enough in WA to consume the amount of plastic we go through. So we've actually, rather than becoming a, a 3D printer manufacturer, we're now focusing on being a 
a reprocessor and converting the plastics from a, a waste stream into a nice clean uh, product that plastics manufacturers can actually use in their manufacturing rather than buying in virgin plastic for their manufacturing runs. Perfect. Closing the loop. That's what it's all exactly. about. <laughs> and also, as well as the, the physical processing, the educating people, yeah. getting to be conscious around their waste, getting to think about reducing their plastic use in the first place. Do we really need to put your bananas into a plastic bag before you put it in checkout? Or can we do away with that unnecessary packaging so that reduces always the, the first kind of step in the equation but then for those plastics that we do use how do we make sure they're a plastic that is reprocessable and we actually do the reprocessing and take responsibility for it excellent excellent yes you're right bananas sort of have their own packaging don't they so, <laughs> absolutely yeah. was it it's refuse re uh, reduce and then um, repurpose and then recycling really should be the end of the end of the line so uh, yeah absolutely there's I think depending on which model there's the reduce refuse reuse there's or recycle there's about six different R's that people can use in there um, in that model. Excellent. So what is it that when you say PET bottles, they're uh, number one in that uh, recycling tri triangle, number ones and twos? Yeah, so we're, we're focusing <laughs> on PET and HTP, which is number ones or twos. Um, you talk about that in a school group and you get a few giggles, of course. <laughs> Makes it easy to remember. Yes. Yeah, any plastics that have that in that little triangle, the number one or the number two, we will take those and reprocess those items um, here in and our factory. You take other items too, though, don't you? Yeah, so WA, many people still don't even know this, WA has actually just started the 10 cent containers for change scheme in Western Australia. So you may have over the years looked at the back of a, a drink bottle and seen that you get a 10 cent refund in South Australia. Yes. That has now come into WA as of the 1st of October. Yes. So um, it's all your plastic bottles, all your glass bottles, all your aluminium cans are all now worth 10 cents each. Um, so being involved in this recycling sort of world, we're a, a, a registered refund point. So we have a number of drop-off locations around Perth where people can uh, basically bag up their, their bottles um, and put their sort of ID details onto it. And we can actually issue you a 10 cent sent refund into your bank account That's awesome. um, as a result for you for collecting up your bottles. Yes. And we as a, a refund point, we get a small handling fee on top of that 10 cents that goes to us for, that helps us pay the insurance and the rent and actually helps us put money into the reprocessing here in WA. That's brilliant. So it's a, a great scheme. Inspire Radio is part of that scheme as well. So uh, it's that, it's vitally important. It's something that South Australia has been doing since ever since I can remember. So it was a bit of a surprise to sort of discover that other states haven't been doing this. So well done to WA for finally taking yeah. this on. <laughs> Yeah, South yep. Australia, I think, believe, started this back in 1977. And it's actually the world's, across the entire planet Earth, it's the longest-running container deposit scheme anyway. So yes. we're ahead in one thing. <laughs> but ironically, this is what, like, South Australia didn't actually have a reprocessing plant, so they've been collecting all these bottles up, bailing them up and putting it on a ship and sending it to China. <laughs> <laughs> so we're actually working oh. with South Australia right now to get their bottles sent over to Perth to put through our reprocessing um, so they can actually be reprocessed because collection is only the first step. Yes. We actually need to reprocess. So 
Now, as of the, the 1st of October, there's about 175 collection points across WA collecting up all these containers, but we're the only ones actually investing money into the reprocessing of them. So we're encouraging uh, consumers out there to, to find a green batch bin if they actually want to not just collect it. Like it's important to get the, the container out of litter and out of beaches and out of rivers and parks and all that sort of stuff. But we want it to not just stop there. We want to reprocess it and put it into a loop around and around and around again. So we've got a, a bottle reprocessing plant in our back factory that enables that to do that. And every person that brings a bottle to us, we get, as I said before, that handling fee to help us pay for the electricity and machinery and, and basically do that process. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, are you working with the uh, local councils uh, to get the plastics that uh, are deposited in the yellow bin? No, at the moment, what happens with all that sort of stuff, that gets bailed up and it gets basically sold, uh, traditionally overseas at the moment. Um, we've got our own collection networks at the moment. We're only fairly small. Um, we were up until a little while ago, we were running a small little process with lots of volunteers and people doing the recycling pretty much by hand, and we were doing about 50 kilos an hour. We're just about to uh, finish the commissioning of a 500 kilo an hour line. Wow. And that's because the number of schools and businesses, like we've now got, with the container deposit scheme, we've now got businesses, hospitals, event organisers, over 100 schools, all now signing up to collect bottles and with us. And it's not just the bottles, it's strawberry punnets and milk bottles and shampoo bottles and cleaning products. So we're having to grow our reprocessing capability because we're getting so many people now coming on board to support us. That's absolutely the brilliant. next step for us, we've got a proposal in with the state government right now to go from 500 kilos an hour to 5,000 kilos an hour. Now, if we Whoa. get the backing to do that, we will have enough capacity to do 100% of WA's PET and HTPE. So that's every bit collected from all the collection sites, all the yellow bins, all the local councils across all of WA, as well as the ability to take in some from Adelaide and all that sort of stuff as well. Oh, um, but wow. we don't have that capability yet. Um, so we're just taking the stuff from our own kind of direct network. Yep. Um, because all those other materials we actually have to buy and it costs us money to purchase those bottles because they kind of get sold to other people around the world. Yeah. Um, so when people basically bring it to us, like their milk bottles and all that sort of stuff, they're effectively just giving us their bottles and we have to pay for it. So, yeah. But as we get bigger, we hit that scale of economy and we can afford to then get it in from all those sources across WA. So that's our big, hairy, audacious goal is going from a small little community startup based off a crowdfunding campaign doing 3D printer filament to now tackling all of WA's waste plastic. So we're, we're close. The government is going to be choosing who does this in the next uh, couple of months. Oh, that so, is brilliant. Well, wow. so congratulations. There is the station here in WA. So it's pretty exciting what's going on. Um, so this has been a, a four-year campaign for us to make this happen. So... Well, it's that's absolutely that. brilliant. We're going to put up a post on our uh, Inspire Radio Online uh, Facebook page with your details on it. So, because you're also looking for volunteers, aren't you? Oh yeah, we're a, a social enterprise or a community group. There's still 
as all those bottles come in, we need to sort it into all the different colours and the types of plastic. We need to feed it through the machinery and equipment. We've got people out doing school talks. Like We've probably got about 300 volunteers in our mix. We go out to festivals and events. We just did the, the telethon event the other weekend, like trying to recover as much plastic as we can. And I can't do it all on my own. That's for certain. There's way too much of it. So... The right. more people we've got, the more we can do. So, yeah, absolutely, we need more volunteers and we need more schools coming on board, collecting bottles with us, more businesses, more community groups. Um, community groups can actually make money out of this, but like you guys have now got your scheme idea, ideas, a radio station. We certainly do, All yes. the not-for-profit groups out there can actually get a scheme ID and get their community to start collecting up bottles and cans for them and basically donating the 10 cents to their cause um, so it's a great opportunity like wa goes through about 1.6 billion beverage containers a year and at 10 cents that's about 160 million dollars worth of 10 cent deposits floating out there oh, so that's if the brilliant. community can mop those up yep. get them out of regular bins out of landfill all that sort of stuff that money can go back into the community back into community organizations which is a, an amazing opportunity so the, the containers for change it right. means a lot of things. It creates a lot of jobs. It cleans up the environment. It raises money for the not-for-profit community. There's so many wins out of it. So, yeah, it's great that the state government has actually brought this into WA. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for chatting with us today. Uh, we're going to put all your details up on our Facebook page. So if you would like to get involved with Green Batch or volunteering, in, especially on uh, National Recycling Week, uh, jump over to our page and all the details will be there. Thank you so much, Darren, for chatting with us of Inspire Radio. No problem. Thank you very much for having me. Bye, Dan. For the community, Inspire Radio.